snipers, you have to see what's happening into the Bitcoin price as shortly after the Labor Day candle closed yesterday, we saw a over 19% drop in Bitcoin's price after coming towards the midpoint of this range between 49,700 and 58,000, exactly like what we were predicting. But remember, I said that what we really wanted to see for the bulls is for 49,700 to hold as a support. And we didn't see that we actually crossed all the way down below the 50 day moving average coming extremely close to 41,950. And that's exactly the scenario that I've been telling you guys I've been concerned about because of the fact that Bitcoin wasn't seeing strength here at 49,700. Now, for those on the short side of the equation, understand it was very difficult to short this move specifically because of the fact that we started to move above 49,700 on the weekend, of course, where the markets are the most manipulated. And it wasn't surprised that we saw this Bart head pattern, whatever you want to call it, and then a major push down on the weekend. And this right here was an extremely hard move to short, in my opinion, because of this range that was so large. It was really hard to identify a proper position based on market structure, important support and resistance levels. I personally got stopped out of my short when we crossed above 52,000 because I started to take short positions in that around that $51,000 level and I wasn't expecting any further upside beyond 52,000. We did get just a slight bit of further upside before the dump. And so that was kind of a messed up thing by the bears to do, in my opinion. Uh, and so I hope you guys survived. Um, of course, you know, um, you never want to uh, uh, trade and um, especially on the short side more than you can afford to lose. It's inherently more risky on short sides uh, because there's unlimited downside, which means that, you know, an asset can go up as far as it wants. Um, and then beyond that, uh, you know, when, when you're on the short side, you have to realize that you are betting against that asset in certain cases. And so you know, those are positions that you want to get in and out of quite quickly. Um, and there, I just didn't see a great setup here. And unfortunately, I got stopped out of my position and then we saw the push down. But really what matters now is this is the first time that we've had the chance to test our Bitcoin dominance prediction. And it seems like we have been on track despite maybe the timing that Bitcoin dominance possibly is in the early stages of reversal here, seeing extreme amounts of strength after seeing this downside move. And I remember I, I've said the only way for us to test this opinion is for us to see downside. And so we're looking at the altcoins outside of Ethereum and they saw a massive push down. Right. And so what you want to start assuming now is not that, OK, this is where you want to buy in. But now we want to start assuming a potential reversal and trend because the fact of the matter is the others dominance outside of Bitcoin and Ethereum failed to form any further highs and we only have a lower high now. And so this could be the end of altcoins outside of Bitcoin and Ethereum performing better than Bitcoin and Ethereum. I'm sure there are going to be those odd cases like in the 2017 to 2018 bull market. We saw Link do very well in 2018 and 19. But for the most part, this would be considered a lower high in my books, which means that there could be some further downside here for the altcoins outside of Bitcoin. So was this our opportunity to move positions from altcoins and take those profits into Bitcoin? 
Well, I think that the opportunity still presents itself as valid if our assumption is truly going to be the fact that we will see Bitcoin dominance starting to see strength. Ethereum also failing to form new highs and dominance. Is this a triple top? I don't know. But what I will say is we're going to continue to isolate Ethereum away from the other altcoins, being the fact that it's institutionally graded just like Bitcoin. And then the Bitcoin dominance, uh, just like we talked about, what we really want to monitor now is this 20 week moving average where we have this sitting at 45% dominance. We cross above that. That's the final confirmation we need to assume that our prediction of dominance right now is true. And that that's the fact that we saw an extended altcoin season as Bitcoin came up so far to make a lower high and we made our initial high and this extension was really good for altcoins. But now that we're starting to see downside after seeing this initial correction from 64 to 30 thousand, the sentiment could certainly have changed now if we see continued downside for Bitcoin. So that's the thesis that would be confirmed with Bitcoin dominance crossing above that 20 week moving average. And then if we were to look at the Ethereum to Bitcoin chart so far, we can't assume anything significant by the fact that all we did was form a lower high so far. So that to me says that we're on track with our prediction. But what really matters now is let's pull up this weekly chart for Bitcoin and talk about what this move could look like for the bulls and the bears, because now we've at least seen the move to the downside so far and we didn't come and test the 20 week moving average. So that's puzzle piece number one. That could assume some bullish strength if we don't come back down to test these lows with our candle low now at forty two thousand eight hundred and forty three. We don't want to come down to forty one thousand nine hundred and fifty at this point. This would be the make it or break it for the bull market, in my opinion, because if we break forty one thousand nine hundred fifty, get below the 20 week moving average, the likelihood of Bitcoin coming down to the twenty five thousand to twenty three thousand dollar range at some point in October, November or December is on the table before we get to one hundred thousand. See the real move to the continuation of the upside. Now, that. Is a bold statement, but we've made many bold statements on this channel, and so we want to monitor forty one thousand nine hundred fifty. This current candle, though, puzzle piece number one is that we didn't test the 20 week moving average. That's actually a good thing. We got close to it, which is also a good thing. And then we crossed back above forty four thousand eight hundred. Now we go into the daily chart and what you'll notice here is as we found support here on this forty one thousand nine hundred fifty dollar level, we jumped back above the two hundred day moving average. That would probably be the most bullish way this could have played out so far. And so now we have to look at this range between the two hundred day moving average, which is sitting right at that forty six thousand dollar level. And we want to monitor the range above that towards at this point, we have the monthly open and then we have the previous weekly open with the previous weekly open at forty eight thousand seven hundred and fifty. The monthly open is where the price action is right now at forty seven thousand. And so here's what we can assume at this point. If we stay above this forty six thousand dollar level, we know this right here is the two hundred day moving average. And so that would be extremely healthy for this initial move to the downside to potentially have the bulls 
take us above this monthly open with more aggression and strength. We have to realize though, there's very little buyers compared to sellers from this move, but this is institutional manipulation. And so when you see institutional volume like this, we really have to come into these smaller time frames. So we could assume right now hourly and four hour candles above this $47,000 level where the price is currently sitting and the monthly open is sitting. There's a possibility we can move up to the previous weekly open at 48,765, which is only a 4% move to the upside. And so what we really want to see is 49,700. Now here's the thing. If we get to 49,700, that's a very positive thing because now we can potentially get back above this level and we get back above it with this type of a move to the downside. That's really good for the bulls. Now, here's what we have to realize that this move to the downside was in reaction to the DXY moving to the upside. Nothing uh, that's a surprise here for those that have been tuned into the snipers channel. We also saw the move the DXY push up and that brought the cryptocurrency market down, right? We're a four dimensional channel. We're not a two dimensional channel here. We're going to look at all markets and correlate them. And so with Bitcoin dominance also moving up in correlation to the DXY, that's been in line with our thesis on this channel. So with that being said, if we monitor the DXY, we can get a good idea of what's going to happen here. But here's what I'll tell you right now. If we keep struggling to get above this $47,000 level right now, and we break from 46,000 where we have this 200 day moving average at that point, 44,800 comes into the equation. We could potentially see a bounce at this level, but that would be the weaker scenario that could potentially lead us to even further downside. And so we have to realize the path of least resistance when there's low volume will be sideways to a little bit higher. So they could have just pushed us down for now and we could potentially see some sideways price action. But if we were to just remove all of these green lines from the chart, what you really want to understand now is that we're in a sensitive area. And if we can move up from here, we're staying above the 200 day moving average. And that's a very positive thing. We've only got a wick now below this 200 day moving average. But if we move below that $46,000 level, things could get ugly. And so that's really what I want to put on the table. And I've been saying to you guys, if 49,700 breaks, I don't just expect us to come to 48,000, 47,000. I was expecting 41,950. We pretty much got that. So now the question is, is this all that's left for the bulls where we're going to see further downside? Or is this just a correction from an uptrend? I think we'll really get that answer in the next 24 hours based on how Bitcoin is able to react to this $47,000 level this monthly open is sitting. And so what we also want to start monitoring here at this point is Ethereum and some other altcoins. Notice how Ethereum here. Very interesting here. You know, we have these lines drawn out on our charts and we keep them on the charts. This was the fair market value for Ethereum through the uh, initial bull run. And from the rally from 1760, we came all the way up to the resistance of this channel where we also had confluence with 3959 and we rejected and then came back to find support inside of the consolidation support that we recently moved away from where we were sitting between that 3300 to $3,000 level. We came and found support here and we bounced right back up. And that's also confluence with the 50 day moving average. And so Right now, Ethereum is also in a sensitive area where just like Bitcoin is, 
either going to get above that monthly open at 47,000 or continue further down, Ethereum is sitting at the resistance of this channel where we also have confluence with the monthly open. And so here's what I'm thinking. If Bitcoin can't get above 47,000, Ethereum's chance of getting back above 3450 is going to be extremely difficult. We get back above 47,000 for Bitcoin. I believe we can come and test this channel from a previous support, which will now be resistance on 3,900. But the fact of the matter is if Bitcoin can't get back above 49,700, the likelihood of this continuing up, I believe, is very unlikely. And we could see this push down, bring the value of Ethereum against Bitcoin down with it as this move certainly did, which we'll look at in just a second. But if Bitcoin can't get above 47,000, the problem now is we come back in this channel that takes us to 3000. But this isn't really the range. The range is actually down to 1980. So it would make sense now that we could see further downside for Ethereum against Bitcoin if we do not move back above 47,000, because this range is large, right? And so 42% here to the downside, there's no support in between. We already tested this channel support. And so you knock on a door a second time, we come back down to 3000. The likelihood of this holding is very unlikely. And so this has already been tested. It, the door has already been knocked. Um, and so, you know, we, we either get above 47,000 for Bitcoin that can kind of bring Ethereum to the upside or we don't. Um, and so I'm sure you guys might find that out before uh, I do, or at least, for, you know, this video being posted. Uh, and then the Ethereum to Bitcoin chart, of course, reacting to the downside, what we've been expecting despite all of the bullishness with Ethereum. Um, you know, as soon as we saw this bullish confirmation at 65,000 Satoshis, we said, all right, that's it. We're going to see strength. We did see strength. But if you're going to be like Bruce Lee and be like water at this point, we're seeing rejection at some previous highs. And so now we have to come back to our thesis of the macro and say, OK, is this falling in line with the fact that Bitcoin dominance is going to start increasing if we see downside in the cryptocurrency market? Because I don't expect Bitcoin dominance to reverse and come up. If we're seeing further upside, there's no reason for there to be fear in altcoins. But if we see the overall market pushing down, that becomes the issue. And so, you know, let's see if we can find anything here on the 15 minute chart before I get out of here. I mean, so far we're forming some higher lows, which is a good thing. Um, we just, you know, on the 15 minute chart, we didn't get enough volume um, to justify the amount of sell pressure that we came in. Uh, but it wasn't bad. I mean, you can see here we got this really large sell order and then we had volume equal to that come in immediately after the institutional volume came in. Uh, and so institutions are not going to just, you know, crash the price of an asset down because now they have nothing to liquidate. Um, and so they, they go one by one, right? They go one by one. I mean, that's just the truth. Um, you know, they don't they don't want to bring their price down on the, on, the, on themselves. You know, I mean, they, they, you know, some of these institutions could see the order books literally get flooded from their orders and bring price, you know, several percent down or up in certain cases. And so um, if we see a pushback up, that's a good thing. We really want to monitor forty nine thousand seven hundred. But the next roadblock is forty eight thousand seven hundred sixty five. So it doesn't look too bad so far, uh, but it was certainly a, a rug pull. Uh, it was an extremely hard move to short, to say the least. Um, and, and I'm sure a lot of people uh, either got, you know, really uh, happy or, or really sad on this move uh, because, you know, these type of volatile moves uh, can really, um, you know, throw some people off their uh, toes and, 
you know, uh, people forget their rules and, and, and they make that one mistake, forget to set up a stop loss, whatever it might be, and they get wiped out, right? So you have to be careful. I, I got stopped out on my Bitcoin short trade. Um, but we did take that Ethereum trade and that short went well at the 39.50 level. Um, but yeah, so hopefully I answered some of your questions and uh, we'll continue to monitor this. But um, it's interesting to see that our thesis with dominance is coming true. I think that's the most interesting part because we've uh, finally gotten the chance to observe that with this push down. And with that, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed today's video. And until next time, snipers.